Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of What's New Barkeep. I'm Dane. I'm Luke. And today we are going deeper into Spooky Month. As we should. As we definitely should, as Halloween approaches closer, I have my decorations up, probably. <laughs> I'm, uh, I don't. Rose probably does, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you have decorations? I mean, not publicly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, either way. By this point, I have my decorations up. Oh, I am ready. I've been ready for the past three weeks for this. <laughs> but before we get too crazy. Yes. We should get to our first drink. Oh, yes. I apologize if the is kind of bl- bursting your eardrums right now. <laughs> our first drink. Drink of the day is called the White Pumpkin. Charlie Brown. (laughs) White Pumpkin Charlie Brown. No, it's just the White Pumpkin. There's no Charlie Brown in here. This is not last episode, Luke. (laughs) I swear, one of these, another uh, first look, we might just have to do an actual Charlie Brown thing as well, just to catch up on all of them, because apparently they're ubiquitous. They're all over the world. I think so. I mean, there's a very famous phrase, now that I'm thinking about it, there's a very famous phrase that comes from the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. That being, I got caramel corn. I got... Oh, yeah. I got something like this. I I got got a rock. rock. (laughs) Anyway, we're getting distracted. What's in a white pumpkin? To make your own white pumpkin, you need white rum, unsweetened vanilla almond milk, some honey, and some pumpkin spice, but just a very little bit. Yep, gotta get that basic white girl out. No, of <laughs> course. Oh my god. I'm like, oh my. And plus, even almond milk, so we don't have to worry about it curdling. Yay! Gotta watch those carbs. Anyway. Three, <laughs> two, two, one. That is actually pretty good. It's, to me, it's bland. I mean, it can be. I think it's more because I I know what the taste of almond milk is like, so I know what to expect. That's fair. Well, the other thing that, because of the recipe of this, I know why this is bland. It's a rookie mistake in barkeeping. The recipe asked for us to shake it with honey and ice. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, honey sticks to everything. Especially when it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> So, if you are to do this yourself, mix it before you put in ice. Yeah, so literally throw in the throw in the rum, throw in the milk, the milk, the and honey. then and the honey, shake it up a lot, get it really mixed in, mm-hmm. then add in the ice. Or you could 
stir it. It doesn't matter. As long as it gets some kind of mixture in there first so it's not... Because literally, when we pulled this out of the mixer, not the mixer, but the uh, the shaker, it there was a big glob of honey sitting right at the bottom. So yeah, so that's a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, we're going to have fun. So, speaking of nightmare, uh. <laughs> what's our first topic here, Dane? Oh, our first nightmare-inducing topic. Wow. I mean, I'm not too far behind you, but... Yeah, so I just finished mine. Basically... And so did I. Ah, okay, that's got an aftertaste I'm not a fan of. You know, I have to kind of agree with you there. It really doesn't have... Again, I think that if the honey was actually mixed better, it would have been a better... Probably. It's probably meant to help with that aftertaste, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyway. We follow the recipe to the book. Unless we can avoid it. But we'll get to that in a second. Anyway. Anyway, our first topic of the day... Is, for those of you who run tabletop RPGs, you're probably thinking to yourself, you know, it's a spooky season, I wonder if I could do a divergence into more of a horror-themed thing, but I don't own any books like Deadlands or Call of Cthulhu or Vampire the Masquerade. Well, the thing is, you don't need that. No, I will say, another good one, World of Darkness. I think Vampire the Masquerade is part of World of Darkness. Maybe. I think I, it is. I don't know. But anyway, but when it comes to D&D, Pathfinder, and I think 13th Age, does, there is other realms of existence. Yes, there so, is. Some of them are more obvious than others. One of the first ones, if you wanted to, especially if you want to do like an existential horror or really, really mess with people's, uh, your, back, your character's backstories and decisions they have made, <laughs> if it's an ongoing thing, send them to hell. Send them to hell. There's a couple of creatures that you could also throw at them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, hell has a lot of opportunities. Pathfinder, not so much. But hell is one of those things where... This is one of the things I like about Pathfinder, but also dislike. There's enough differences and enough similarities to make things work, make things... But when it comes to hell, the demons... Not demons, but the devils are more... The stranger at the crossroads kind of thing. I make a bargain for your soul, but I give you this. They don't really give you the opportunity to explore your past grievances. Oh. <laughs> oh, there's a couple of creatures that I will bring up mm -hmm. for that. If you really want to start messing with players' heads, I will tell you one of the best ways to do it. Bring a false hydra in. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you really want to mind fuck your players? Bring in one of those suckers. They'll never trust you again. Well, we're talking about more things you could do compared to, let's yeah. do a TPK. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Another good place to send your players if you're looking for somewhere to go for, let's say, a fun-ish trip, send them to the Feywild. So, here's a fun thing about the Fey. Yes, it's bright. Yes, it's colorful. But that just makes it all more disjointing when you see a creature that's nothing but teeth. When you see a creature that's nothing but teeth, it might have some, uh, digits. The Fae is not a friendly place. Like, the only one you think, if you are not a tabletop person, you're probably thinking to yourself, wait, isn't the Fae lands just like fairies and gnomes and things like that? Technically, yes. However, there's a lot of other scarier shit in there. Oh, yes, there are some real abominations that lurk in the Feywild. <laughs> Like, just going from, like, even just very low things, you got red caps, which apparently are deal with the undead. There's also 
Dana's experience with this one with me, play, with him playing with me, Tooth Fairies. Ah, <laughs> yes, the Tooth Fairies. But yeah, that, again, if you really, really want to mess with people, make, again, make it everything seem bright and colorful and wonderful, like you would ex everyone expects the Fate Wall to be, but bring out these monstrous, hideous creatures. And believe me, if you actually read through the monster manual, you will find plenty of them. Oh god, yeah. Even doesn't matter which system you run, the Feywild is crazy. The Feywild is crazy. You could literally put anything in there and it could make sense within reason. Within reason. Obviously, there's going to be a couple of things, but it doesn't matter. We're getting to logistics that nobody really cares about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry we bore you. <laughs> so this one's kind of another one that you could do if you want kind of a fun adventure or if you want to be a spooky mystery, go with the ethereal plane. Yeah, the ethereal plane. Ooh, goose. Because you could do like a Ghostbusters. You could do, again, you could do like a mis a murder mystery kind of thing. Like, who killed them? We don't know. We're never going to get the answers. It's a, it's a situation that'll send them to the ethereal realm where, who knows, maybe the BBEG is going to be there. I will say as well, when it comes to the ethereal realm, also don't overlook the undead. Yeah, the undead, as cliche as they are, there are quite a few of them that are uh, terrifying. Very. Because even if you want, because you could even do the stereotype, we were forgetting the material plane. If you wanted to, you could just do a zombie horde. You could do a zombie horde, you could literally have commanders in that thing. Oh yeah, because there are undead that are intelligent that aren't just liches. If I remember correctly, ghouls are intelligent? I don't remember specifically. Because I think they're a CR5. Something like that. They aren't very super high leveled. But they I do believe that they are intelligent though. They have a little bit of intelligence. Compared to the rest of the undead that have an intelligence of zero? Uh, like <laughs> you get my point. And I think that I, by, when we say intelligent, we mean they have their own thoughts. They're not being controlled by someone else. Yeah, most zombies that you see, they probably have that stupidly low intelligence. Because they're technically dead still. Whereas things like ghouls, wraiths, ghosts, they tend to have intelligence. They have their own sentience. But we're also getting sidetracked again. Oh yeah, once again. Oh boy, another good place to send your players to if you really want to freak them out for a Halloween module or whatever. Send them to the Shadowlands. Okay, so this one I just recently discovered, and I shared this with Dane. D this is where D&D &D and uh, Pathfinder differ. For those of you who have seen, say, the Hellraiser series, technically speaking, they aren't called Cenobites. But this, there are things that are like Cenobites that are canon in the Shadow Realms in Pathfinder. But yeah, if you wanted to get some body horror or do some prolonged agony kind of situation, the Shadow Realms are a really good play for Pathfinder. If you're looking for the D&D equivalent, that's the Shadow Plane. Mm-hmm. Because you have Shadow Plane in Pathfinder. But yeah, I don't know if D&D &D has the equivalent of Cenobites. No, they do not. They have the Raven Queen. Which, isn't that like uh, the intelligence goddess but evil uh kind of sorta i've heard of her but i know that she's also in contention with the undead god but anyway we're getting distracted again again yeah that's a lot of logistics that no one really needs to get into so there is one more that i'm gonna bring up 
And this one is basically, if you are not necessarily pissed at your players, but this is something I want to run, but logistics won't let me because I don't know how I would do it without the characters getting completely stomped. Do an end of the world campaign and bring out all the CR20s. Oh, no. <laughs> All of them. Oh, no. If they are CR like 16 to 25, let them out into the material plane and make it their fault they have to fix. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do you deal with first? <laughs> or will it deal with you? Yeah. <laughs> What's coming to deal with you right away? Because <laughs> I want to try running this, but I know realistically it's not going to happen. It's way too much, too, there's too much chance for error, to ha for human error to happen, whether it's just bad rolls or bad decisions. That's kind of the sad part, but I mean, that's also the beauty of tabletop in a sense. Yep, but when you have a C, when you have a level one character up against a, a CR 18. You're gonna die! <laughs> one hit, just gone! But I do believe it is time for our first break. Alrighty, sounds good to me. We'll be right back after this message. And we're back. Welcome back! Welcome back! Fuck. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get too crazy because of the uh, alcohol, mm -hmm. we should move on to our final drink of the day. We're going to start this off by saying we have two different versions. Yeah. At their core, they're the same drink, but I'll let Dan explain. Yes. So, let's get started with its name. The name of this drink is called the Haunted Graveyard. Spoopy. It is spoopy. It is spoopy season. Mm -hmm. So it makes perfect sense to have one called the Haunted Graveyard. Here's the thing, though. They're a little... The recipe that I got this from, they're a little loose with how they want this done we this is the one where we ignored the rules a smidge just a little bit but if you want to know how to make a haunted graveyard you'll need bourbon maple syrup orange slices i'll get into that one in just a second rosemary and ice and the one that i said i'll get to in a second is the bitters we couldn't decide which bitters we wanted to use because they gave us what three options they gave us Four options with an experimental fifth. We had two of the five. Basically, they said in their notes that they recommend that you use orange, grapefruit, rosemary, or smoke bitters. We used orange and smoke. Because that's all we had. We have two separate versions of the drink. One using the orange bitters and one using the smoke. I'm kind of scared for the smoke one because I've used that before as liquid smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing they say is that you should also kind of have your rosemary smoking. Which we don't have a smoker. No. Well, no, they literally mean like... Like on fire. Yeah, like take a kitchen blowtorch to it. Which we don't have. Which we do not have. So we did not do that, but they said you could do it without that. Yeah. I mean, it's the biggest thing that they want to do that whenever they say, hey, we want this smoking is to help give more aromatics. Which, since a lot of food is based off a of smell, that's why. Yeah, so we don't have that, but we do have these two. So we literally have orange slices as a garnish for the orange bitters, and the rosemary as the smoke bitters. So another thing that we, when we said we broke the rules, this is where we should have broke the rules with the previous drink. Because we shook the bourbon and maple syrup and everything 
first. Mm-hmm. And it worked out a lot better. I don't know why we didn't do that with the pumpkin, but whatever. Oh, well. Anyway, let's try this drink out. Oh, boy. I'm not looking forward to this. No, I'm not. I'm not either. It's like, we took a sniff of this before. Um, we both were like, Ugh. No, we're both like, oh, God. It, it doesn't smell terrible. I mean, it kind of smells orangey in my end. because Mine smells very much like rosemary. Anyway. Yeah. As, as you could probably guess, I have the orange bitters right now. Luke has the smoke. Yeah, because Dan is more of a sweet person. I'm more of a savory. Anyway. Right. Three, Three, two, two one. one. That's interesting. I'm not going to say it's good. It's not not bad. I can definitely taste the bourbon. Actually, I can't taste the bourbon in this. Really? I, I just can, taste the maple. I can really taste the bourbon in this one. And that's like, I can taste the bourbon. There's that hint of orange in there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And here's the Ro- here's a first. We got to rotate. Yeah, we're going to rotate the drinks. Okay. Three. Two, one. That's not bad. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, so it seems like in the orange bitters, it's got more like the it's got more of an alcohol kick to it. That's yeah. This one has more of a maple syrup. I so, I prefer that one over this one though. Uh, I kind of agree. Like I did not expect this to happen. No, it's like if you want. Something that tastes a little more on the alcoholic side with a little twist of citrus to it, go with orange bitters. But if you want more of that savory maple syrupy smoke, definitely go for the smoke bitters. All right, and return. <laughs> He's like, give me that. <laughs> I want that. So, what's our topic here, Dane? Oh, just a warning this shit is thick. Pouring this out took about. What, three or four seconds? Three or four seconds longer than it would for a normal drink. Yeah. <laughs> this thing is a syrup. Like, you know when we had to play Mary, that was basically a syrup because of all the shit we threw in it? This is a legit syrup. Yeah, this is absolutely syrup. So, our topic for today actually has to revolve around drinks. <clears throat> yeah, this one we... Yeah, this one we have to kind of acknowledge something here. There's a reason we don't really do a whole lot of online drinks, especially when they're holiday themed. Oh, yeah. I will say right now there are some exceptions to what we're about to talk about. Like this year we decided, hey, let's try it. We haven't really done thematic that much. Especially since we got our Instagram, you know, we figured it'd be great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get these nice little visual images. But, okay. This is one of those topics where we think hey we don't want to yell at you guys but there's a couple of things we want to say yeah this is our list of please stop doing this if you post drinks online yeah which would be about all two of you (laughs) so one of the first things that dane i think you got a bigger opinion on than i do oh yeah there is a very big opinion i got on this and that is because of how i use to live i haven't really gotten into that but one of the biggest things that i have when it comes to holiday drinks and i will say halloween and valentine's day i've noticed are the biggest offenders of this for the love of god stop putting sugar in this thing we're gonna dig into that for a little bit one i understand you're trying to make this all cutesy thematic trying to make it work for the holidays if a normal lay person like dane or myself can't drink this 
It's not a drink worth making. Yes, and I will say, <laughs> flat out, I used to be someone who could down a two liter of soda a day. Here's the problem, like, you're like, oh, you're just over-exaggerating. It's like, no, Valentine's Day, I think, is worse than Halloween just for one reason. Grenadine. Oh, my God. So, grenadine is basically a pomegranate syrup. It is legitimately just sugar. A lot of sugar. Oh, yeah, and here's the thing. If you are drinking alcohol... You don't want that sugar. It dehydrates you. Oh, absolutely dehydrates you. It is so bad for dehydration yeah like for piece of advice from someone who is going to be 32 this year don't use a lot of sugar because that will basically give make the hangover that much worse that's what a hangover boils down to is dehydration now we'll say you know it's like when you're drinking already that's already packed full uh -huh. of sugar he doesn't need more of it because the then we have another topic this one is a little this one has a bit of a caveat Stop using drinks specifically for their color. Oh, yeah. I think the biggest offenders of this one are definitely, like, anything, especially for this time of year. So if it's Chambord or, like, a red wine or a grenadine or, like, Midori or basically anything that you're just like, well, I want it to be spooky, so I'm just going to pour this in here, even if it makes sense or not flavor palette-wise. Oh, yeah, I can tell you, there's quite a few drinks that we've had to pass up on because it's, you know, it looked very good for the Halloween theme, but it just required either a specific alcohol alcohol that we don't have access to, or it required something that just didn't make sense. It's also another thing I'm going to tack on to this. If you are doing this, do not get brand-specific alcohol because you don't know if it'll come back the next year. You don't know if it'll work with any other drinks in your uh, booze cabinet. So it's not worth doing it unless you're like a huge supporter of them. A good example is, what was it, like Jack Daniels Pumpkin Spice or whatever it was? Oh, yeah. There was that one. There's like Kahlua Pumpkin Spice. Yeah, it's don't get name brand and say you need this one. If you can find substitutes, please do. Because that doesn't help us because... Name brand is taking more money out of our pockets, and we don't know if we're going to use it again or if it'll come back. That's the sad truth. And alcohol, once you open it... Yeah, you can't resell it. No, you cannot resell it. And despite what most people will tell you, they have an expiration date. Oh, yeah. Plus, if you don't have it sealed correctly, guess what? Fruit flies are a thing. Another thing that I sh was going to continue on this, certain colors. If you just want it because of the color, and it's just literally because you want the color... Don't use the alcohol. Yeah, you really went right back to that. That's your pet peeve right it, there. It re again, there's a caveat to this. I understand there's only certain alcohols that make sense with working with this. I understand that, and I understand people want to be like, oh, well, it's thematic. Okay, I get that. But please, again, if it doesn't taste good or if it doesn't make sense... Oh, boy. Don't do it. Oh. It's also one of the things that we had a couple of these that were like, Witch's Brew, and, uh, what was it, Vampire Kiss, or whatever, where it really was just, like, a generic, you know, generic drink, but it was just like, oh, because it's red or green, or whatever, it's spooky. 
Yeah, it's spooky. Believe me, we've already done one on the show. Yeah, but it's that's the other problem. It's like, yeah, it's colored that way, but it's just still last week when we did the uh, cobweb. That was just a white Russian, but black dye. The reason I'm giving that slack is because at least they're doing something with an original drink compared to say, I don't know, like we brought up what the witch's brew, which is usually a generic drink that has like apple pucker and probably some other basic Midori. Yeah. Basically some other things that are less like, Oh, Hey, look, you can make this for any other time of the year, but it's not Halloween themed. Oh yeah. And I could say another big offender that I saw, at least from the sites that I was looking at blue curacao and grenadine. To make purple. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's not a bad mix if you do it right. But you shouldn't... But both of those are extremely sugary. They are. Especially if you're using that as your main components. That's a terrible idea. But I think we're getting distracted on this one. You got another complaint? Ah, another complaint. Using non-edible ingredients as garnish. I think the biggest offender that I saw... For this time of year, was dry ice. Okay, yeah, dry ice is one of those things that we should probably bring up. We don't use dry ice in our drinks or Instagram because one, it is really hard to find around here, and two, dry ice is kind of dangerous. Yes, dry ice, if you do not handle it properly, will burn holes in your skin. You have to be careful with this, and when alcohol is involved, the safety precautions go way down. Oh, absolutely. They go way down. And I saw a few of them where they encourage you to put dry ice in the drink itself to produce a fog effect. Which is fine if you're doing a punch, which will eventually dissipate. But if you're doing, like, individual drinks, no. Yeah, no, please. (laughs) Just leave those to the punch. Because, again, it will eventually dissipate. It'll be all spooky, scary. You're setting, you know, your room is set. Your punch table is set good to go another complaint i'm gonna to have to say i understand this might be a website thing more than a person thing stop choosing alcohol that is like or ingredients that are potentially over 50 bucks oh god yes that was a big because we saw one that was like what oh you need this fancy drink this one that we could probably give her 40 and edible gold and just other yeah, there was one that we saw that required, like, gold luster dust. And gold leaf. And gold leaf. A sheet of it. Okay, gold is edible. I will admit that. I will give you that. But it is not worth for one drink. Again, we way back in, what, episode five or six? When we basically did our, uh... Yeah, we're going way back. When we did, like, the most expensive things. The one of the things that wasn't added was... One of the most expensive foods was literally a pizza that had a crap ton of gold on it. Like, legitimately, I think the pizza was, like, a couple thousand. Something like that. So Back during our listicle days. Yeah. So to keep, so just keep that in mind. Please, don't... I understand you want to make it look pretty. You want to make it look extravagant. You want to impress the neighbors. But if you're doing it online, odds are most people don't have that much of a budget. Yeah, and a big thing that we will say flat out as mm-hmm. we're ending this segment, you know, if you're making these drinks, you do you, boo. Yeah, you do you. But if you're going to be like, hey, the general masses should see this, most of them can't afford that. So yeah, you do you, but please, for future uh, drinks and postings, 
please keep these in mind. We're going to say, you do you. If you want to drink this, that's fine. But when it came to us looking for drinks, these were our problems. These were basically the most common ones we found. There were others, but they were not as widespread as these. But I think that's going to be probably our episode. Yeah. We hate to end it on a downer note, but that is something we desperately wanted to talk about. Yeah, because we're not going to bring this up on Valentine's Day, but everything we said here also applies. Alright, but with that, I've been Luke. I've been Dane. Enjoy your drinks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 